Welcome to Making Bank, the show for Bankless DAO by Bankless DAO, where each week we highlight a project and a personality from inside the Bankless DAO. We want to showcase the work that we do and the people who do it. This is our story as we journey to become more bankless. If you want to learn more about what it is that we do, then just keep listening. We hope you enjoy today's episode of Making Bank. Hi, I'm Drost, and welcome to another episode of Making Bank. Today I'll be chatting with two members of the Bankless DAO Marketing Guild. Mr. V, who is its governance coordinator, and Ornella, who is the guild's talent coordinator. We'll start with Ornella. Good morning, Ornella. How are you today? Hey, Drost. Amazing. Happy to be here at the Making Bank podcast, finally. Great. Thanks. And welcome to you also, Mr. V. Hey there. Nice to be here. Well, I've been wanting to chat with uh, you both for a while. The Marketing Guild has gone through a couple of evolutionary changes over the last couple of uh, months and seasons. And um, Ornella, I know you've been uh, in the Guild for a bit. And then Mr. V, you're the incoming governance coordinator. And this session is really going to be more about the Marketing Guild itself as opposed to really talking about um, individuals. But if you wouldn't mind giving just a tiny bit of background as to what brought you into the Marketing Guild, and we can just cover that for a moment and then shift into the Guild itself. So Arnella, you've been here a little bit longer, is that correct? Yeah, it seems so a little bit longer from since the start of November. I heard the first time about DAOs in, in September, and since Bankless DAO is a media DAO, I said, all right, I guess I'll start my journey in Web3 here. And it has been definitely amazing, so I haven't uh, done anything else <laughs> really much that be in in Bankless DAO, uh, basically in Marketing Guild since uh, last year. Yeah, it's been six months already. Wow, time flies. And what about you, Mr. V? I got in touch with crypto in 2017, but let it go again. And when a friend of mine called me and we had a discussion about what a DAO is, it sounded super interesting to me as a former political science student at university. So I jumped right into it, just basically around Christmas 2021. Yeah, fast track since there. And I'm here, I'm working, I'm building and trying to do more every day. All right, super. Well, we have a lot to cover today, so let's get into it. Let's talk about the Guild a bit. I'd like to start with what exactly is marketing? Because I think marketing means different things to different people. What would you say, Ornella? Definitely right. It's to a different perspective for each one. Uh, for me, I'll share my personal point of view. It's really like being able to tell a story in many different ways so that you can generate an impact in the user or the receiver of the message that can actually improve their life in some way. Great. I think it's not defined at the moment. Uh, everybody tries to figure out what the difference is between marketing in tokenized Web3 world and, and compare it to Web2. But the good part is for us in the marketing guild, we want to onboard people to Web3. So basically our first step is to, you know, have marketing activities on the classic Web2 marketing channel. So it's not about the format or the, the channel at the moment, I think, as a basic step, but it's, as Ornella said, more about like the incentive, the story, the support for the customer or um, the user itself. I wanted to clarify it actually a little bit better in marketing because I think people confuse sales and marketing and I tend to view it more as uh, sales being a, a one-to-one or uh, more of a personal relationship where marketing is more of mass communications. Is that your view or am I characterizing that 
in a way that's different than both of you view it? Well, it, it, it's hard to say, right? I, I think the sales part is for sure a part of marketing, but it's the lower end of the funnel. So I still believe that the classic marketing funnel applies also in a Web3 world. But again, it's just a different sorting which channel or which um, format comes where. So if you want to reach the masses at the moment, as said, go with the Web2 solutions. If you want to kind of have engagement and like people going, logging in or, or doing something or, or getting a token or whatever, you're better off in the Web3 world because you know those users already have a wallet you know so it always depends on your marketing mission what you want to do at the end of the funnel the lower funnel of course you want to have the sales or like your your end goal um what you want to to the user to do so maybe talk about that um, top of the funnel you know how do we have our branding in it in this decentralized world how do we meet people where they are ornella maybe would you like to speak to that a bit I think at the beginning of this voyage, marketing in Web3, uh, we are naturally like seeking out in the natural channels. Like taking what you said from the difference between sales and, and marketing, like the sales like just has one mission, right? To get revenue from a certain service or product that we are selling. But the marketing aspect really wants to have a voyage with the journey of the audience or the customer or the person that is getting the message so that it can become like a something that is it lasts longer, right? Not just one point of contact because the sale it could be like one time. But if you do a proper marketing and you tell the story and the person engages, that really helps to have a big journey, like a long journey through time. So generally now we're doing is go to over to the to the normal channels to actually spread out the message and to find people where they are in the different communities, the social media channels that we have at the moment. But at the same time, where the challenge is, how do we speak to the people that are already in Web3, that are already part of the space, and how do we share what our message with them in a more sustainable way that really lasts longer too in time? Well said. Are there any particular examples of things the Marketing Guild has done that help convey that message or help synthesize and communicate in a way that fits that model? Well, we've, we've done a couple of campaigns, either internal campaigns to promote the DAO itself. So Bankless Academy, Bounty Board, yeah, and so on. Also season launches, but also external campaigns where we did a, a marketing mix for them. So if an NFT project that we that we kind of like and support because of its purpose reaches out, we can create a media mix with different channels. But we have to make sure that our like branding, whether it's from a written so a content style side or a design side, that it's matching and that the coordination so the timing of the posts also matches so we can ride that wave of awareness we have in the marketing guild micro role holders for all kinds of social media channels so whether it's facebook instagram twitter telegram linkedin we're building up um, that all the time so this keeps our top funnel as i said the, the, the upper funnel filled with awareness with proper information
You had mentioned micro roles, and if you don't mind, I'd like to jump on that for just a moment. Getting people plugged into the guild, getting people plugged into Bankless DAO, and, and giving them the opportunity to contribute in ways that are both meaningful to them and that help us deliver our mission or deliver our message better and obviously upskill each other. I know that's a huge part of what you're doing now in the marketing guild. And uh, Ornella, since you're the talent coordinator, maybe we can talk about that, these micro roles just a bit in terms of trying to put forth a marketing program, stay on track, stay on time, and have everything coordinated with people around the world taking on these smaller tasks. That's a that's quite a coordination challenge. Yeah, definitely it is. It's a big challenge. It's, it's very fun to see the growth of the guild itself in many ways. For example, the last meetings we've had are even some weeks that we've had like 40 members in the meeting with people from all over the world joining, like from Asia, right? A lot of uh, friends from Africa, from North America, even Australia, like all around the world. So it's really fun to see how um, broad it can be. So everyone's marketing perspective uh, and the way of seeing things in life also contribute to have a very broad uh, perspective in general. So, for example, we have members that have experience in agencies, right? A lifetime of marketing uh, and other members that are just starting their careers. So to see how the more members that have been for a longer time in the Web2 world, let's say, now trying to also learn how to do marketing in Web3 is super interesting. And at the same time, having uh, new members learn from other that have more experience in the marketing world, it's really interesting to see. And definitely it's a coordination challenge, but there are so many opportunities in the guild to be able to contribute. And there's so many things to do, actually, that I think the major effort is actually learning how to take the talent, really understand at what point of their personal journey each person is and where to properly plug them in into tasks and things that they can collaborate uh, in the guild. And for example, we're trying to also understand how we can have different levels of growth for a member. It's like a, a member journey inside the guild itself so that at whatever point you get plugged in in the activities that we have, that you can also learn, but also teach, give, receive, and give back the double because that's the way we will all grow. Exactly. I find that that's, to me, one of the biggest values in being a member of Bankless DAO. We do have bounties for things. We do have opportunities to have roles and run various components of the projects we're, run, we're involved in. But it really does come down to community and learning from each other and upskilling ourselves for when this does reach broad adoption. And we will be the experts, and we will already have iterated through all of these pain points and, and developing our storytelling skills and learning to communicate to new audiences. So I think that's pretty exciting. And the fact that we're bringing people in from different disciplines who have a wide range of experience and you know, from different parts of the world. And so you can start to see how those things can gel together to, to define a new compelling um, story. Definitely. It's always about stories in the end. <laughs> we love stories. And so speaking of story, that brings us back to branding. And I know branding has been a bit of a, a discussion, more than a bit of a discussion around the DAO for, for quite some time now. Our top line mission is the idea of helping a billion people go bankless. Well, what exactly does that mean? And how do we 
communicate our mission and how do we brand what we're doing when we are in a permissionless, quote, air quotes, permissionless environment where anyone can do anything without asking for permission. So how do we balance that, that freedom and flexibility with communicating, as Mr. V, you said, the top of the funnel so that people know when they see something that, oh, that's a bankless DAO thing or somehow whatever our branding is trying to encompass, how do we do that when there's so many different ideas of what branding is and different visual styles, all that kind of thing? I think this is a very difficult topic because so many people have opinions on that coming from the Web2 world, right? They A branding, like talking about it in a visual way now, um, has a centralized element. That's like how I, as a digital marketer, Web2 digital marketeer understand kind of the whole purpose of it, right? You have something that people remember and even if they haven't read it or properly looked at it, they know the brand, they see that in the colors and the shapes and the layout. And a lot of discussion in Bankless DAO, you feel that vibe coming in. So we need that, we need to be consistent, like we need to get more professional. And I share it, but at the same time, we always have to turn off our web two goggles right so how as you said how can we let the ideas flow without losing control over it for me you know you need to set a branding corridor to let the design swim in 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 the river itself but it always needs to swim downstreams right so maybe there are differences maybe there are some mix of color schemes but the, the boundaries is set so we we can go in the same direction. I think that's from a visual perspective, very, very important. And and from a written kind of storytelling viewpoint, it is something that I, I hope to see more with the creation or reusage of content that was already produced or discussions that were already held in the guild, that a style, a written style starts to form, that we know how to communicate and get out the message without prohibiting some people from a slight variance of that style. So, yeah, long story short, this is a huge coordination effort, even though it seems like you, you let go of the control of the brand. Yeah, definitely. On terms of branding, like we naturally inherited the branding from Bankless HQ. Bankless DAO itself has so many different members of all over the world, and everyone really would like to have that reflected in the branding of Bankless DAO. We're not there yet in terms of defining it. I think we're still discovering it, like our inner voice, our inner uh, branding inside to actually get that consistency visually. So for now, we are using what uh, we inherited and that it's a very powerful brand. Everyone recognizes Bankless DAO when, when they see something. So I would definitely keep on building on top of that. And already many um, projects and products that have been built by Bankless Style, like Bankless Academy, the international media knows, and many things, they all follow the guidelines of um, the, the initial branding. And it, ha it has also worked for them around the world. So that's pretty amazing. You talked about materials that may have already been created, projects that have already completed, and figuring out how to use some of that content and not reinventing the wheel every time. And granted, you know, the space moves very fast. And so the ability to reuse content is sometimes limited, 
But we talk about synergy a little bit. What are those opportunities for synergy? There are so many different things going on. And how do you tie that together from a marketing perspective or or even from a workflow perspective? Do you have any examples that are top of mind with ways that the Marketing Guild has helped maybe synergize some of these disparate projects that are taking place around the Guild? I think we started that in season three. Like Ornella and I talked about the marriage between uh, marketing guild and design guild because we realized like every good content needs a lot of visual support let's say so there were discussions on how we do that some designers came over to marketing because some designers are more artists and some designers are more multimedia marketeers so we have people with that skill set now speaking of, of of visuals and design in our own guild as well for like educational mission following purposes but as soon as there are bigger projects like speaking of season launch coordination a lot of different guilds are involved right AV um, when it comes to the video kind of producing stuff or or multimedia in general the design um, ops is involved and what marketing can do there is be the campaign manager itself right orchestrate creating the media mix but I think we need to get there first so this is more the skill set we we have internally but we need to apply it and it's really difficult to you know (laughs) have the proper starting point of a initiative or a project to plan it early on but this is something you see in corporate life all the time it it seems to be super easy to sit together at the table and go like yeah i have a design i have a video and someone has a text but bringing that message out in the story needed the timing needed that's where you need campaign managers and that's where the marketing guild probably has a quite unique selling point for its own. The marketing guild, to my mind, one of its key objectives is to broaden reach, but be a support uh, role for the rest of the DAO to be able to help uh, manage these things because it, it is like herding cats. And you had mentioned before that you're working on, you're not completely there yet, but you do have marketing packages ready now that if a guild or a project needs assistance, that it makes sense to to contact and get in touch with the marketing guild earlier in the process so that you can help frame this and structure it and so we're not scrambling at the last minute to try and bring together a message. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, definitely, definitely. To give a little bit of um, context there, how the marketing guild operates, we're also discovering like the different points of contact that a person or a member over an, or an external member of another DAO of another project or protocol can have with the Bankless style marketing guild. So let's say, for example, we have the first thing we do, right? Like to we align our mission with the Bankless message is actually promote everything that happens inside the DAO, special events like our season four kickoff, our birthday, any special instance within the DAO. We have the team, right? from all the members that participate to be actual, to actually promote ourselves. This has taken a lot of more relevance in the past season because um, like I wasn't here from the beginning. I, and I joined like the, at the end of season two, but before that the marketing guild like marketed Bankless DAO itself, but also took a lot of external clients. So kind of like the social media of the DAO Um, I mean, Twitter grew a lot, but the other social media channels are just starting to grow now because we also took like more responsibility on our marketing like ourselves and eventually that these channels can also be part of um, other campaigns. 
So that is one thing. Then another option is to actually market projects and things that are part of the family, part of a bankless DAO, like a bounty board or any other project that was like built with other members from bankless so that we can also like market them. And in that case, each project uh, comes over, shares the story, as you say, ideally from the beginning. So we could really like feel it within ourselves and then help it market, tell the story in many different ways in our channels. And another point of view also is like uh, an external campaign where a protocol or another DAO or just uh, even it could be tomorrow, maybe a Web2 company wants to get involved in the Web3 world. We have all the skills and the teams to be able to start marketing these and build bridges between these instances. Another fourth point of contact could be, for example, when a project doesn't really want to have a campaign directly with the marketing guild, but is looking like for someone that is specialized to actually join the team, which is actually an option. And that can also happen when probably a person just wants to focus on one single thing. So it's like at the same time, sim uh, simultaneously, you have like four options to be able to get in touch with the marketing guild, depending what is like your perspective. If you are in the BDAO, if you're a project, if you are external or if you are in another DAO, for example. You bring up a good point there, Arnella, about the different ways of engagement uh, and whether it's it treating the marketing guild as a as this outside entity, the idea that it's a separate team, separate from the project team or separate from another guild versus somebody embedded in the project that has a marketing hat on and is lives and breathes that project uh, or that topic because they're so interested in it. They're drawn to it and have the marketing side of things and can just really focus on that piece itself. Um, and I've seen this in, we've all seen this in corporate where they do a restructure and where you start embedding uh, these groups within projects versus these siloed uh, departments. And I think doing that at one or the other is not and all or nothing. I think there's a, a blend of that that makes sense. I think that's the final step. As you would be a, a parent of the guild, you go like, you leave the children out, <laughs> and go send them to other projects, but you need to be sure that they're well-educated and trained and, and know, know all their disciplines that they need to build up. So as soon as we see people applying their skills into projects, we made it as an educational marketing guild, right? We the project has to trust and, and applies to or like plugs the person in so that's that body leasing model as you would call it in corporate life is a really like top idea to reach but yeah we need to get you know ground running first like the educational content that we share we use to increase our reach on social medias we need to engage with some um, more communities and some more channels um, first and build up that skill. And and also what was, wasn't was mentioned yet, those external campaigns or clients, we want to have them as well on board to be self-sustainable like over time. So in season three, for example, we, we made 10K USDC from an external campaign, which gives us a good kind of uh, model on how we can do this more in the future, but it comes also with some sort of challenges with the mission alignment, as Ornella said, because of internal campaigns, you can be absolutely sure and have a good discussion there. External campaigns, you need to judge and evaluate a bit more, um, yeah, 
and then at the end we grew some talent um, we planted the seed it grew and and we can scale it up uh, into projects definitely definitely totally uh, second what mr v says here about if we are reached out by an external campaign that's interested in, in bdao marketing we are more happy to do so it's important to check the alignment right that it's it goes with our mission and vision our values and that also for example project has a respective audited uh, that it's been made so that we are 100 sure that we can market properly as it deserves all right great do you have a couple of very specific examples maybe from prior campaigns that were successful and how they worked well and then maybe we can shift into uh, forward plans for season four and, and where where things are headed sure definitely i mean that's why in the beginning it was like an honor to be part of the marketing yield to see how all these great campaigns have been pulled off. Some of the partners that reached out to us has been like Aragon, Jitcoin, Index Co-op, Good Ghosting, uh, Mask, AP3. So uh, a lot of external clients. And now we're balancing that with the internal campaigns. For example, that we've had from the great Fight Club, a Bounty Board from Bankless DAO, uh, are different, um, also like Idols NFT, uh, DJ Blues, and Citadel definitely uh, were part of the latest uh, campaigns from season three. Wow, that's quite quite a list there. We could spend uh, an episode talking about each of those campaigns, definitely. and uh, that's fantastic. Maybe now that we're we've covered pretty much where we've been and some of what the direction is, uh, we are in the middle of season four now. Here we are in the middle of May, 2022. And maybe we can talk about uh, where things are headed now. Uh, you've got your marketing packages more streamlined. You've got some better ways of working with other teams. What are some of the, the things in season four that are really driving driving the message forward that you're working on and that are that are ready for people to get plugged in today? I look at this from a more like governance standpoint, obviously, um, not from a campaign standpoint. So we have the luck that. We receive inbound leads from external and internal projects at the moment. Um, I do not want to talk about them currently because there's still requests. We need to figure out the details and everything. So it's not guaranteed that we that we work together. So for me, the, the focus right now after a very time-consuming election is to define that framework, that governance framework a bit more. So I try to create a marketing guild constitution together with the guild where everything is in one document and every member knows how to participate where to be um, incentivized how to get paid what is the mission alignment or the coordination layer in between and so that's for me a season-long task but what we realized um, together as a guild is we need to scale up output so um, kind of project management almost we need to plug in that talent of designers of writers of campaign uh, planners and make sure that we have a endless queue of good honest educational content that helps to drive forward the mission and grow our socials and with that we have an even even bigger value um, for our internal and external campaigns which we then try to plan and run Definitely, definitely agree on that. I would say also like in season four, uh, we're trying to also uh, explore much more of Web3 social media because at the moment we have mostly presence in our general channels. 
uh, like more Web2 or actually like to capture these new audience. But we're more building towards season uh, four, uh, like presence on GMXYC and other types of Web3 Web3 socials. Like I know today Lens Protocol was launched, so it would be interesting to see also like Deso or BitCloud. They're like different platforms that it's very interesting to to see how the growth of social media presence will be there. So that's from a marketing perspective about social media channels. For campaigns, it will continue to do what we do that we doing what we love most is actually doing marketing from a web3 point of view like very thoughtful campaigns where you get personalized attention right like the team that participates in each one really like care cares about the product cares about the story and tries to like definitely deliver the best uh, possible way a proper campaign And also regarding the talent, as V says, have a, a governance structure that really helps us plug in the new members quickly, depending on what their skill asset is and if they have experience or not. Like there's room for everybody, but we do have to be super clear uh, on how to connect a member with a proper task or a proper project or campaign or internal campaign to actually start giving opportunities to everyone to participate, but that it could also serve as a way to build your reputation and actually prove yourself, prove the work, you know, like participate actively. And then as time goes by, you know, get even more involved in more deep campaigns and, and things like that. Well, that's great. I, I love the fact that you've got so many ways for, for people to get plugged in regardless of their background, skill level, and so on. And it's an opportunity for everybody to pursue their interests and try and do it in somewhat of a structured way. You know, we are we are fairly loose, but, you know, especially when you're dealing with clients, they have a set of deliverables they expect. They want to work with people that they can uh, rely on and to develop that talent pool, making sure that we are able to deliver on what we promise, I think is a huge component because if we can't deliver, then we're not going to get the next client. And so I think anybody coming into the guild, while it's a huge opportunity to, to get plugged in and skill up, it's also a recognition that you may not be jumping into a client campaign right off the bat. You need to work in the guild a little bit, maybe work on a project, maybe in a micro role or, or shadowing somebody else and see how the process works. And then as, you know, moving along that path, does that sound like a reasonable take on that? Definitely. Definitely. It's a, it's a great voyage for people that have already uh, background and have skills and, you know, just want to hop in the web three world, but at a certain level and also how to connect the new members with opportunities so that they can also learn and be also great marketeers in the near future. Absolutely. And I think the key there is that, that the marketing guild really wants to meet people where they are and figure out the best way to, to get folks plugged in and to help them meet their own goals. Well, that sounds like a good segue into a call to action. What is the, the best way for, for someone to get plugged into the marketing guild? Um, assuming they're already a member of the DAO, we can cover how to join the DAO. That's a separate topic. But if you're already a member of the DAO, what's the best way to get involved in the marketing guild or learn about what the marketing guild is doing? Well, the reason f for joining the Marketing Guild is if you want to shape the future of marketing, right? Uh, as, as mentioned, people want to learn. For me personally, this is 100 times more valuable than uh, a few bank tokens. The, the amount of what you learn within the Marketing Guild is quite amazing. So if you want to shape the future of marketing, get to, uh, over to our Discord channels, get the marketing tag and say GM to us and, and we'll get back to you. There's a... 
an onboarding session. Ornella, maybe you can talk about this. Um, but basically, reaching out to the Marketing Guild within Marketing General Discord channel uh, is a good start to get going. And what we're really looking for, I mean, if you don't have marketing knowledge, that's fine. We'll help you get onboarded. But what we're really looking for is designers, copywriters, especially ad copywriters for short text, um, and campaign planners that can coordinate that beehive chaos that the BDAO is. Definitely, definitely. From the strategy part, planning, there are shout out to, and also some girls to join the marketing guild. It's mostly men at the moment. Yeah, I wanted to make sure we cycle, circle back to that. I apologize, Ornella. Yeah, we've been talking about the guild as this entity, but it's really made up of individuals that are working every day. And uh, yeah, let's give a shout out to some of the folks that have really been, you know, we don't accidentally leave out anybody, but I'm sure you have a, a couple of folks you'd like to, to give a shout out to. Yeah, definitely to Guild Coordinator, uh, International Capitalist, uh, Aaron Tag, uh, all of the micro role holders, uh, Vicky Wan, Skitsi, uh, Frito, uh, all the members that have joined lately. Sorry if I'm missing anyone, but there are so many now. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to all the girls, like if you want to join the Marketing Guild, learn Web3, apply your skills, um, participate in campaigns, right? Like Vistin would be said, uh, let's get over to Discord, take the marketing role tag and say GM and we'll see you there. Our weekly meetings are every Thursday at 5 p.m. UTC. And right before the weekly call, I hold the onboarding session for new members. So that should be your first step once you join the Marketing Guild. Uh, it's at 4 p.m. UTC every Thursday. That's outstanding. I love the fact that you do a pre-session for onboarding for new joiners. I, I know that in a, a couple of other guilds have, have started doing that. Uh, I know there's some talent coordinator open sessions around the DAO. I'm just a hop in and if you're not really sure where to go or where to start man it's a great opportunity there's uh, in this case Arnell will be sitting there in the marketing voice channel and you just hop in and say hi introduce yourself and and uh, I know you will be delighted to talk to anybody and help them get plugged in in a way that makes sense for them for sure for sure that's what we're here for from day one Bank of Style has been the most amazing community opening uh, spaces for everyone. And uh, it's the least I can do to be able to help others grow also. It's great to be part of the team, like with Mr. V has been a great value add to the group in very different ways. I'm super happy to, to be involved with him in the guild, with everyone there. Uh, it's just a pretty amazing community. And we it's, lo it's great fun, you know, working with friends with all the challenges that involves, but definitely looking forward to the future. Absolutely. And Mr. V made a great uh, observation. It's not about necessarily earning the bank. Well, we are getting paid for our tasks. But, you know, if you look at the dollars and cents of it, at the euros of it, you know, it's, it's, that's not the focus right now. Um, and we are building the future. We are shaping the future. And we are building a new set of skills that should be in demand. And we are at the forefront of that. And I don't know how other how else to convey that and the opportunity that's there and the, the opportunity to skill up to all of these things that we've been talking about. Mr. V, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I just thought of a few people to mention here, but it's hard to kind of get everyone's name out. Uh, Ornella already mentioned a few, but 
yeah, my personal gratitude goes as to to the kind of multidisciplinary people within the marketing guild, so especially the ones who understand marketing and design. I think they're really essential and their flexibility in creating content on a scale will bring even more success to the BDAO and the marketing guild itself. So I'm really thankful for everybody who is part of the marketing guild and stays part of the marketing guild because we didn't talk about consistency, but I really hope that my my peers are here for the long run as well and that we are changing the future, but it needs patience and it needs continuous building. Right. It is a marathon, not a sprint. Totally, totally. All right. Well, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate your time today. We have had a bit of a challenge getting together as we are a global organization. Both of you, I believe, are in Central Europe Central European time, and I am over in North America. And uh, yeah, so it's morning for me, it's evening for you. I'm about to cut into your quiet time, Ornell. I, <laughs> I don't want to uh, take up too much more <laughs> no of either worries. of your evenings. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for making this podcast. I've listened to several with other collaborators because everyone is like so focused on their work that it's actually so hard to keep up, right? So making bank podcasts is definitely a, a great way to be able to to understand more deeply about different guilds and projects and in the DAO. So thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks a lot, Arnella. I really appreciate uh, that you're listening to the show and that you like it. And the rest of the team will be really happy to hear that too. With that, I'd like to go ahead and close. And Mr. V, did you have any uh, final thoughts or comments before we wrap? Yeah, I want to thank, say thank you as well for hosting Making Bank and creating that awesome project. I think it's super important to to tell the stories from within Bankless DAO and make those details known to everybody. For all the listeners, um, please follow our social media channels, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Telegram, LinkedIn, whatever it is, our GM community. And if you want to contribute and shape the future of marketing, please join us in our Discord, Marketing General. And yeah, we'll take it from there. Thank you again, Droste. All right, great. Thanks, Mr. V. And thank you, Ornella, for a great show. Um, really had a great time chatting with both of you. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you and the team of Making Bank. So see you around the DAO.